Do you like tacos? Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about things that really matter in America. You're listening to the Nacho Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to this uh, fantastic show. How's everybody doing? This is uh, the Nacho Show uh, brought to you by Fed Ravens Media and uh, also uh, the Path Forward Utah. This show is also sponsored by Bricks and Potato, the Trump Tater, and the Solidify Web. Let's build a website for you today. Well, um, this uh, fantastic uh, Thursday, we have uh, this great show. Welcome, everybody uh, from all over the place. Uh, my name is Ignacio Valdez, a.k.a. Nacho. And we have two special guests with me today. Uh, fantastic friends of mine. Uh, I, I've seen their work, and I've seen their activism, and uh, they're patriots. To, uh, this episode name is going to be called Vaccine or Not Vaccine? Uh, mandate or Law? What the heck is this? So do we supposed to get the vaccine? Does it work? Um, yeah, we'll just go ahead and analyze all that stuff. And we have uh, f uh, fantastic women. Oh, my gosh. And I can't tell you, you know, how wonderful they are. And we'll listen to them here. And uh, we will uh, hear their opinions about the China virus vaccine and uh, um, everything that comes with it. So, uh, Sylvia, we have Sylvia and we have Heather Fantastic women. Uh, Sylvia, I need to tell you that Sylvia, she is a former Mormon Tabernacle Choir singer, and she's a fantastic soprano. I have heard her sing all of these years, and oh, oh my goodness, she is the perfect person to sing the national anthem. So, uh, and I have, I had the privilege and, and yes, that's not a, a white privilege thing. <laughs> I've had the, the privilege to sing with her in church. And um, yeah, and obviously she sounded a whole lot better than me <laughs> for sure. Well, you picked a really hard song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you that, did. It sounded great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you, you sounded better. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we do have uh, Heather. Uh, Heather, she uh, is an activist. Uh, she's been an activist for a while, uh, I presume. And uh, she is also a patriot. And uh, she's worked a lot uh, with um, um, getting things straight and, uh, uh, you know, as far as uh, the law is concerned. And, uh, yeah, so, Heather, can you talk to us a little bit more about your, your activist work and, and everything? And, and then we'll go to Sylvia really quick. Absolutely. Um, well, I was, my, uh, I was an activist at eight. Um, I had my grandparents have me uh, picketing at eight years old for tax relief at the state capitol in Arizona um, against Hicks uh, tax bills. Um, but I got more involved in politics after 9-11, and I was considered a conspiracy theorist because I spoke out about the, um, the Affordable Health Care Act and how Obama was making that into a spy operation for uh -huh. U.S. And uh, so I would speak out about, about that, but I really got involved 
<clears throat> after Trump was elected, and we saw what was happening in Venezuela um, and around the world. I, I know survival skills, and a former Blackwater friend of mine and I, we started a, a group that's called Patriots Prepared. And I've been involved in teaching survival training to a number of groups, uh, veterans groups, and uh, just patriot groups across the nation to get them prepared for a natural or other disaster. Uh, we also have a team um, called Constitutional Defense of Utah, and we've worked up at the state capitol. We worked on SB 195, HB 1007. That's uh, SB 195 is the Emergency Powers Bill, and I advise each one of you guys to read it. Uh, we are going to be working uh, during this next legislation season to change the unconstitutional verbiage in that bill. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's something. I don't like that uh, inclusive uh, crab language that it just keeps popping up everywhere. And uh, not only in English, in Latin America, they're, they're pushing that so freaking hard. Mm. And uh, you have no idea how how that is making everybody uncomfortable in Latin America. Latin America is a very is is a very traditional area uh, in the world, and uh, us Latinos we we are traditional. We, we are conservative. So why in the heck are we being pushed that so hard and uh, uh, be, uh, being uh, being inclusive when you are being inclusive? is when you have respect for others. Does that make sense? Regardless of what they are or what they think they are. Does that make sense? So uh, I just uh, don't understand why we we have to like tell them, uh, I don't know, we have to address to them in a certain way. I mean, you're a human being and and you are either a woman or a man. And I don't freaking care what the heck, they're like, oh, commies, and with you, whatever. I mean, you know, it, that's just to drive me insane. All right, well, Sylvia, go ahead and introduce yourself to all of our audience, please. And uh, yeah. Well, my name is Sylvia Mieta Fisk, and I am a native Utah. I was born and raised in Sandy, Utah. And um, I lived in Mexico, so I understand well. It's the, my mother's home, uh, native land. And my father's side is Native American and Spaniard. So um, growing up in Utah was very difficult because it was very white. So um, my parents were Democrats, but that was back when the Democrat Party was had, had some somewhat some conscience <laughs> and did good things. Unlike right, unlike right now, yes. you know. Yes. And so um, my history, my my heart is here in Utah and uh, being the mother of six children and many grandchildren. Now, I am very concerned for the future. My son had returned from Mexico from his mission and he heard President Trump speak. And he said, you've got to listen to him, mom. But all I knew about Trump was from the media. I saw how they always tore him apart. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped listening to media and I just started listening to him. And that's how I, I got involved also. Excellent. And let me tell you guys, 
Sylvia has uh, been in the Latinos for Trump movement uh, with me. Uh, at, you know, this, some guy, some random guy was the president of the Utah Latinos for Trump movement. And he invited her and uh, <laughs> AKA me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And we, we've been friends and uh, yeah, I can't tell you. She, she is just a fantastic person. So, all right, Sylvia and Heather, let's go, uh, let's get to the nitty gritty here. So this episode is about vaccinate or not to vaccinate. But we, I want to tell you guys something super personal that happened to me. Uh, Well, I'm I'm just going to put this up front. I have not ever gotten the China virus, uh, which is great, you know, and it is my understanding that the uh, this virus um, is is designed to uh, to have, be more effective with Hispanics and Blacks, um, and uh, uh, also uh, towards di- diabetics. So, like, I, I have all of the guns point at point at me, you know, as far as this virus is concerned. But I'm, I mean, I feel great. Uh, yeah, I'm a diabetic. Yeah. And I'm, I try to take care of myself, you know, uh, the, the best of my abilities. But, uh, and I'm Hispanic too. So this uh, was actually, this uh, Chinese virus was created in China. And that's the reason why we say it is the darn Chinese virus. Okay, don't worry. We can say that here in this podcast, uh, Heather and Sylvia. <laughs> uh, I don't know it by any other name. China. Just the China words because it was made. It was made in China. Yes, and 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 nobody thinks it's wrong to say Spanish flu. Exactly. Yeah. So, so there. Exactly. So. Um. And another thing that I was uh, that I was gonna go with this is that. Um, my uncle passed away uh, in August, uh, a year ago, uh, from the China virus, and he was in Mexico. Um, it, it, it was, and it still is, a, a very, uh, very deep, uh, griefful uh, thing for for all of us in the family. Um, uh, he he used his mask. You know, everywhere he went, because it was something that the go- the government of Mexico uh, was pushing. Also, uh, he wore it at all times, and a, he was a salesman, so he used to be in contact with a lot of people. Um, you know, to you know bring uh, provide for his family. Um, but then he passed away, and I don't understand why we are being told that. In order to avoid the China virus or be infected, we have to wear a darn mask. All right. So, Heather, thoughts? All right. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your your uncle. Thank That's you. That's a hard. Um, it's always hard when we lose somebody, especially to uh, something that uh, we have no control over, uh, like this this virus. Um, like you said, he, he wore a mask. He did. He, uh, thought was in his best interest to keep it himself safe, his family safe. Um, the government had mandated it or requested it in one way or another. Um, 
uh, that's, that's, I see a lot of people, uh, wearing these masks all around town, um, shopping and they feel like it has some kind of a, a protection barrier. Um, there are different levels of protection for these masks. Uh, I teach survival skills and you know that there's different filters when you're going in to rescue something from buildings or you're, you have a certain job that requires you to wear a certain specific um, type of um, filter or uh, um, mask. But uh, the ones that are being mandated and just requested that they're actually uh, at first, um, let's go back to when they first started um, panicking over the China virus, everyone has to wear masks. Utah provided cloth masks for everyone and was giving them away for free. And I will tell you, they have less than 30% um, filtration against this virus. The virus particles are very small and they offer very little protection. Um, so to mandate something with little to zero efficacy is insanity. Um, when you mandate something, uh, basically, it's a suggestion to move a person of authority to take certain actions. Uh, that's why they, they used a mandate, their emergency powers, to mandate these masks. Uh, but they, there were little to zero studies on how it would actually filter out the virus particles. But people already knew. If you were in the medical profession, you knew that surgical masks had very little protection. Um, I actually went to the Salt Lake County Commission meeting mm -hmm. before Angela Dunn mandated, uh, tried to enforce the mandates just recently, last couple weeks. And our team worked really hard, um, several different meetings with the county commissioners to talk to them about the efficacy of masks. Mm -hmm. And I went up there and I, as soon as I, I got my chance to speak, um, DeBry was kind to let other people from other, um, counties speak, which was really awesome. Um, but I read a couple of the boxes that I picked up from Walgreens. Okay. Mm. So we've got these face masks. Um, this one's got some Chinese writing on it. Uh, we've got Go these figure. Other <laughs> right. Scary, and I'll tell you, you know, some of the stuff that's in here is not very safe as either to keep on your face. But I'm just going to read this warning. It uh, shows you a little picture of uh, washing hands, little guy wearing his face mask, how to properly adjust it and wear it um, on your ears. Uh, gives you the directions, but there's just a little warning on the bottom. So this mask is not a respirator and is not intended for general purpose practices. When properly worn, it, reproduce, uh, it reduces potential contact by the wearer to fluids, but does not eliminate the risk of contracting any viruses, disease, <laughs> or infection. So how can you mandate something that lacks the efficacy to prevent yourself from contracting a virus? That makes perfect sense. Sylvia, what do you think about that, though? Well... Um, I think it's the silliest thing, silliest thing that people are falling for it. Uh, I was very fortunate when this was starting to develop to um, have my son who was a microbiologist and studying viruses. And when 
for about two days. I was afraid because of media. I was working. We were getting ready to work the jazz game. And all of a sudden the game ended. And I went home and thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, you know, are people dying in the streets like the plague? And so this is what we envisioned. When my son came home that weekend, he laughed that I was in my house and afraid. And I said, tell me about it. And he said, well, for one thing, when we work in the lab, the fact that people, he mm -hmm. said that the biggest clue is how we dispose of our protective gear. The masks, the gowns, the hats, the gloves all have to be disposed in a biohazard receptacle. He said the fact that we're told to wear these masks and we put them in our pockets and we keep reusing them tells you right there it's a scam. Those, mm -hmm. When my son was diagnosed as a diabetic, I, a diabetes type 1 is in my family. It mm -hmm. eventually took the life of my mother. My sister and my youngest son are type one, but watching my mother every winter get a cold and end up in the hospital because it would turn to pneumonia or bronchitis, she always told me, you have to be very careful, just stay very clean. She, her, her biggest problem was she was around Jeremy's school kids, but she loved mm -hmm. teaching. And so... We were very careful when my son started school. He would come home. I would have him wash his hands. I would have him change his shirt. And um, he avoided ever being hospitalized. He's now 25. Mm -hmm. And he's never been hospitalized for any for being sick. He has had viruses. He has been sick. But he has never been hospitalized because he takes care of himself. And first of all, I want to I want to thank you for this opportunity to finally speak. I know for those of you who know me, the person that I am on Facebook is this, you know, I, I probably come across as this screamy, you know, wenchy <laughs> woman, but I, I'm not. I speak from my heart. I am very concerned that the media is using this yeah. to frighten people and to get control. Okay. Now, what my son told me, he said, why would a virus target itself only to a mask? He said, "Those, if there are germs, it will be in your hair, it will be on your skin, yeah. it will be on your clothes. So That's why is everyone concerned about what is on their mouth? Because right. the way we get sick is from germy hands, putting them in our mouths, rubbing our eyes, digging in our ears, whatever. It." The, There's the germs, germs everywhere. Virus, viruses and germs don't come into contact through the air. Viruses are not a living organism. They're, they're just dead. Yeah. It's not alive. But he was studying, they were studying this virus before it was exposed this way. And, it, you know, it, I believe there is a China virus. But I, for some reason, um, when it first came out, the government, was offering funding. So doctors and hospitals were reporting this as China virus cases because, and all they had to do was portray symptoms of coughing, um, sneezing, having a sore throat, and it was immediately labeled COVID because then they could get the government funding. If a patient oh. died in the hospital, they would get Forty to fifty thousand dollars in funding for the hospital per patient. Wow! So it, you know, there's 
to me, it is conspiracy. I think it's yeah. big pharma, big pharma keeping oh, yeah. the crooked politicians in power. It right. has nothing to do with a virus because we've noticed that colds disappeared, flu yeah. disappeared. Um, the problem I have with masks is that people think they're safe and it's the biggest scam because they'll take it off, put it in their purse or their pocket yeah. and put it back on. Oh, this yeah. is not how you use it in labs. And when a doctor said, oh, we've been studying this, I said, tell me how you got rid of your mask. <laughs> then he stopped he stopped answering me stop wow. fighting all right Heather looks like you've got something going on okay so you were you were talking about the virus and it not just being um you know put on your face I mean this is this is where it exists <laughs> I sat and watched lives Angela Dunn with the the Salt Lake County Health Department she said a joke <laughs> I don't know if you watched it but she said it doesn't spike on, on surfaces and you cannot uh, control surfaces. This is coming from, she was at the state level. Now she's at the county level and she's saying this, by the way, and she told the commission that she was going to respect their view, um, whatever their thoughts were as far as uh, mandating the mass, that she would respect them, turn her back on them and did a press conference with Ginny Wilson saying that they completely intend on mandating masks in schools this year. Oh my goodness. So, so why would they mandate uh, fantastic comments the both of you right now, but, but if children are not very susceptible to, to the China virus, why are they mandating the, uh, uh, the masks on the children? We have, we just have two minutes. Because they can and we fall for it. We have to stop doing that. Stop listening to them. Stand up and don't wear a mask. I have yet to wear a mask. No matter how much they've mandated it all over, I've been shopping. I've been to church. I have never worn a mask. Then, and they don't tell me, probably because now if you say something to a big brown person or black person, you're a racist. Wow. So I, I find that very funny. Yeah, the mask, the mask doesn't really have to do anything with being racist. I'm telling you, the left is, I just, I cannot believe the level, the level of intelligence of the left. And uh, they you mean lack, <laughs> the lack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Like, yeah, it's just uh, so it, there's just air. They're, they're just airheads. And it, it just uh, surprises me how we we have people like that in, in, in the government. I mean, you you really look up to people uh, of the government and, and, and you really want to do that, you know, as uh, you know, people that have experience and uh, people that can definitely help uh, solve uh, the issues in our country and, and everything like that. But at the same time, uh, we've got individuals that really do not, um, I mean, it's not even worth the talk. But anyway, when we come back, we will go ahead and talk more about this. And remember, this is The Natural Show, brought to you by Fair Ravens Media and Solidify Web. And we will be right back uh, after these uh, uh, commercials. Thank you very much. And we'll see you again in a minute.
and welcome back to the Nature Show, brought to you by Fed Ravens Media and the Path Forward Utah. This show is also sponsored by Bricks and Potato, the Trump Tater, and Solidify Web. Let's build a website for you today. And this episode is about vaccine or not vaccine. And we have two fantastic individuals here. I love them. They're great patriots. And uh, I, I, I don't know, it's just fantastic. We've been having such a great time talking about this China virus. So I, I'm going to tell you one thing, guys. Um, uh, I, I am Hispanic, um, and just like, you know, Sylvia. And uh, um, I, I was born and raised in, in Mexico. And uh, um, us uh, in, the, in, in the Latin American countries, uh, we do have something very, 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 very special. Uh, and which is we have a warm heart. And I'm going to tell you something that can be easily deceived by those that really want to hurt the humankind. And it breaks my heart and it makes me very, very angry that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. And the left, very, they, that's, um, that's a weapon that they use a lot because you see, they, they put all those types of information in the news, like Univision and Telemundo. Uh, they're not reliable sources for information. So, <clears throat> Uh, Heather, you had a, you had a really good point here when we were on on the break. Uh, can you can you tell us uh, what the left is currently doing as far as um, targeting minorities? I certainly will. So they're very organized, and they they set out to do studies and research and implement. Um, a lot of medical treatments and testing in uh, minority communities. And so they um, not only were they uh, sorry, I get nervous. No, you're you're, you're fine. (laughs) But you know, this, so I'm, I'm studying this and I, and I, there's, there's some things, some places I'm, I'm going to take this, but it's, it's quite interesting. So they had a community outreach and education targeting minority neighborhoods specifically. Um, they did this study. It's called, um, uh, office of health disparities. And then they partnered with a COVID community partnership. Um, I'm still working on where the funding came from for this. Uh, and who did all of their training, but it was a community-based organization and they were engaged in 2,117 activities. Oops, sorry, there goes my um, camera. Um, but they, they did these outreach programs in 50 different languages targeting minorities to gather information. And they did a pre-test uh, when they went into these communities and University of Utah funded a bus and their transportation uh, to be able to reach these minorities. Uh, but uh, I'll get into more detail later. Uh, but they sent out a, basically a questionnaire asking them all sorts of social um, information, uh, how, you know, access to jobs and, and those types of things. And they found that, uh, you know, the... Uh, 
they basically were doing a research study, I believe, um, to gain more information on these minority groups uh, so that they could target them and more easily control them. Like you said, Mm -hmm. the minority groups have been highly targeted. They also said that the Latino and African-American cases were higher. And Mm -hmm. I don't believe because that they were higher. I believe because they were targeted. I agree. And um, I don't know if you guys remember, but the CDC out thousands of already tainted with COVID and they said it was an accident. I don't believe it for one second. I don't believe it. Um, also, um, targeting these minority communities, um, when you, when you see the little swabs, the packages, and when they do the sinus swabs, you can do a, a, a tongue swab, but a lot of them will stick the swab up their nose. And, and I'm telling you those swabs research it. Don't take my word for it. Research it. They are coated with a compound that they use to clean medical equipment. It's called ethylene oxide. It is a carnicogen. It is highly toxic to human beings, especially when inhaled. And you can get the information. Um, the EPA has a report on ethylene oxide and how it can affect um, the human brain. And um, also this one is from... Um, Occupational safety and the health. So basically OSHA has uh, put the information out warning people. So we are going to see an increase of minority health issues because of these tests and the targeting of these minorities in these areas, which is horrifying. If Thank you so much for, for that. So right there, it lets you know who's the racist right there. They they really want to get rid of us. I mean, I'm I'm telling you. Um, I just uh, it it makes me angry beyond belief. And obviously, I'm not going to be all like, eh, but but we just gotta be careful uh, out well, there. Folks. You you know what? That my concern is that people, and this is what I have been posting a lot. What are these tests? How do we know that's what they are really testing? Nobody questions the source, the companies that are making these tests. Let me tell you right now, there is not a test that will tell any medical professional what specific virus a person has. The only way to diagnose a virus specific like this is to do blood tests. And this is something else my son told me. He said, we have to take blood and it takes months, takes months to diagnose. These tests, if they are PCR, PCR is not a diagnostic. It tells no one nothing. So what are these tests? That is my question. Why are you allowing someone to invade your body with a test? These tests are inconclusive. They're they're a sham. It's the biggest lie. I have yet to be tested. I haven't worn a mask and I haven't been tested because it's all a scam. And um, it's all for control. I It's just upsetting me. Whenever I ask, what are these tests? What does the PCR do? No one knows. They trust. All these cases that we're suddenly presented with is from the media. 
how do we know there's that there's 5,000 cases of children? Who said? Yeah. Where's the proof? Show me the proof. But if they are putting a swab in your nose, then then it's not as contagious. Because if it's so contagious, we should be able to just blow on a Q-tip. It's, it's such, I wish people would open their eyes. It's so, just amazing to me. And, and talking about targeting the Hispanics, I have seen it because I go to a Spanish speaking ward. I have seen people in Mexico, Hispanics are traditionally very trusting. They're a little superstitious, but it's, uh, oh, the government says so. I'm like, do you realize the war our government is in right now? And, at the, you know, they wear their masks and I, I just have never worn a mask. And it just mm-hmm. saddens me. I will cry when I watch at them just, you know, hoping, oh, I don't get sick. They're so fearful. The little children are praying, oh, please protect us from COVID. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys, the borders are open. Knowing questions about the tuberculosis that kills more people every year. Mm-hmm. Is there a vaccine for tuberculosis? Yet it kills more people. No, there is no vaccine for tuberculosis. All we do is get tested. We have open borders that are is bringing tuberculosis and hepatitis. And no one seems to care about that. Those diseases really kill, alone, kill more people. When, when they say there's deaths of COVID, that's such a lie. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, I... People are dying maybe with a virus, but that's not what's killing people. It's targeting the the Hispanics, the Blacks, because of their level of health care. But it's also targeting the elderly. And, um, you know, the flu always kills elderly. It's just it's just very heartbreaking to see the manipulation that is happening with people. It's, you know, question. Why do you want to stick that into my nose? What mm-hmm. is it? Where did it come from? Those people making those swab, those tests are the ones making lots of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So think about it. Create a virus in a lab. Yes. And spread it all over the world. Create a vaccine that will make a Finish lot of money. Finish the job. That's what I feel about the vaccine. I think it's there to finish job that it's not that the virus didn't do. (laughs) Oh, yes. And somebody's making big bucks. I'm Mm -hmm. right there. And it it was definitely a plan uh, that, and call me whatever, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, but if it quacks like a dog, and if it it walks like a dog, (laughs) it is a duck. Simple as that. Yep. So the vaccine. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this, uh, you know, and this is, you know, just my, my personal uh, approach to this. I did get the vaccine. Okay. Um, um, if I didn't need the vaccine, then I would have not gotten it. Okay. Um, you can judge me, whatever you want and everything like that. But I, I don't know. I, I just not feel that like I I need to take care of myself because I'm a diabetic. It's personal you know? choice. It should always be personal choice. Yes. Yeah. Right. You right. Wanted it. Yes. Hey, just like the leftists, you know, my body, my choice, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I get vaccinated not because, not because I'm listening to the fake media, not because the virus exists. 
my uncle died and he was a diabetic too. Um, and I, I, I took the risk and I'm going to say the risk, you know, because I don't know what the heck it was in that dumb vaccine, but if something happens to me, it was definitely a pleasure to meet you guys <laughs> and defend America. Uh, and, and, and I'm saying, you know, and I wasn't born here. I am committed to defend America. Mm -hmm. Me too, am, brother. I am committed. How is it that somebody from another country is defending liberty and the pursuit of happiness instead of those that have been born here in the United States of America and they wanted to crumble? I should be the freaking president and tell them what's what's good or not, you know? I mean, I'd vote I know, for you. Sorry. I would too. <laughs> so did you see what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I took the vaccine. Fine. You know, uh, uh, I, I really, and I don't use the mask. I, I really don't. And even before I was vaccinated, I, I didn't either, but I, I just did it as a precaution. Now, um, be truthful with me. Um, vaccinate or not to vaccinate. Heather, I want to hear you. Okay. Um, I, I'm an advocate for personal choice. Um, I believe that an individual should be able to assess all of the risks and all of the uh, benefits from any medication uh, that's on the market. Uh, right now, when you open up the vaccine the information, normally these drugs have lists of all this information of, of the risks and all that. This has only been authorized for emergency use. And there is a rumor going around that the FDA has approved a vaccination that is untrue. Uh, go to the FDA website uh, itself. There is one um, in the works to become um, approved by the FDA, but there is no vaccine on the market. Uh, for COVID-19 that has been approved by the FDA. Um, so knowing that the media has been spread all this, you know, spreading all this misinformation on the vaccination and they're hiding and covering up a lot of the in vaccine injuries and the deaths. And there are three independent uh, uh, companies that had done investigations on the Vayers reporting and found that there were errors uh, to their reporting. Uh, there's a lot more than they're saying. Um, but I believe that um, each individual, as if you're, you know, just like you're uh, diagnosed with cancer, you discuss it with your doctor, uh, your surgeon, your doctor, your physician, and you determine um, what is in your best interest. And you know that if you decide to go into chemotherapy, there's going to be um, there's going to be some uh, benefits, and there's also going to be a lot of uh, uh, things that can happen. You lose your hair, and and it. Uh, compromises your immunity. So going into this, you know, each individual has to pray and determine what's best for them. Um, if you are a Christian and you're going into this and, and I don't want to attack Christians, this is just my thoughts and, and, and they're okay. not. That's okay. But in a lot of these, this vaccination um, the creator of the mRNA has come out and he was he was banned on Twitter 
for speaking out against this. And he says, this isn't something that should be mandated. That's why it's only emergency use. Um, the mRNA alters your DNA. Your DNA makes you makes your species what it is. What happens when this mRNA starts altering our DNA? Just ask yourself that question. Other things that are also in this vaccinate this vaccine are aborted fetal cells, these tissues. I don't believe that that abortion um, should be an option. I I was a very good liberal who um, always believed in uh, woman's choice, and um, I supported leftist ideology because they were open. I felt conservatives were closed-minded, and I myself almost got a, an abortion, and my sister refused to take me to the clinic. I was furious. And now um, that I, I, I didn't get the abortion, I've got an 18-year-old daughter that's absolutely beautiful. But uh, but they take these these this human tissue. That's another subject. But they take the tissue of of these this this life form. It's it, they're human beings, and they're putting it in these vaccines. And I I just don't think that that's good for us. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Creutzfeldt Jakob's disease or mad cow disease. Um, in Papua New Guinea, uh, these, uh, uh, these natives in Papua New Guinea, when their family members would die, they would eat their brain and it caused a uh, protein to mutate and it caused holes to form in the brain. And uh, we saw it when they, uh, so that's a human form, the Creutzfeldt Jakobs, but then you look at the uh, cattle form, the mad cow disease, it was, um, uh, it, it's, was found out that they were taking the dead cattle, grinding the cattle up and then putting it back in the feed to feed the cattle, to fatten them up. Wow. But it caused a deformity in the protein to cause, uh, holes in the brain. We don't know the full effects of what using him in tissue and these vaccines are going to cause here in the future. Monsanto was legal at one point. We know that it's changed um, the genetic makeup of our, um, our agriculture, our, our um, wheat and, and grains. And methamphetamines were at one point legal. You got to think about this, guys. We're not test experiments. Our families are not lab rats, especially our children. If we want to make the decision to, to take the vaccine, it has to be personal choice, but the government has no place in mandating and forcing any of these on anyone. It was legal for them to gas Jews. Wow. You can't trust your government to take yeah. all the money and evenly distribute it. And you can't trust them with your medicines. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, <clears throat> you got me totally. I am astonished about what I just barely heard from you. Uh, and I, I commend you for everything that you have been doing and working for. Uh, and uh, I, want, I want you to know that you are a very special daughter of God, uh, Heather, 
um, the, the decisions that you have made. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure that our Heavenly Father was, was there with you every step of the way, you know, why your sister worked with you and uh, how the information came to, uh, to you uh, for you to wake up uh, from uh, um, from the grasp of uh, the leftist ideologies. So I definitely commend you for that. Uh, and I'm sure your daughter is very, very, very beautiful. Our next episode, um, if you stay tuned, um, uh, we're going to have um, a really nice organization that actually works with children. And I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. is the Operation Underground Railroad. And they do, they do have, yeah, exactly. They do have a really a really cool um project which is called children needs families and i'm actually my company is building a website for them it's actually almost done um and uh, it, it, it was such a blessing to to do this work for them because they they provide um grants to parents that want to adopt children off of the Operation Alder Underground Railroad uh, projects. Does that make sense? So, so it is a it is a very it's a godly work. It's a Christ-like work. What what they do, they have so many contacts and people that help those children that are being abused, and uh, uh, they want to bring them to good families, and they provide the grants for them. Now, one really cool thing that I'm gonna let you know is that. Uh, the CEO of Goya Foods, and make sure when you go to the grocery store, Goya Foods right there for you. So <laughs> the CEO of Goya Foods heard about this project. So he took an airplane, one of his private jets. He went, he came to Utah to a reunion they had with uh, children needs families. And he donated $100,000 to the cause. Wow. So, Uh, like right right there boom cash there you go you know and uh, children needs families gathered up to half a million dollars in one night for this cause you know to give grants to parents so th this is a fantastic work this is a work that you sylvia and you heather and myself and brian also our producer here uh we all are involved in this i mean Um, to proclaim liberty, to proclaim peace to this world, uh, to work hard to make others understand uh, that the glory of God is uh, is plentiful, and uh, it just like, like you know, both of you guys experience. You know, we all do have a point in our lives where, like, you know what, this is wrong. This is wrong and, and, and it has to change. Now, I am going to uh, leave you guys today. I'm going to finish with a, with a scripture. And uh, uh, Heather, I don't know your um, uh, your Christianity inclinations or, or religion or whatever, but um, uh, it says like this. Therefore, be ye wise as serpents and yet without sin. And I will order all things for your good as fast as ye are able to receive them. Heather, earlier you mentioned something very, very important. The left, that's what they do. They're serpents. The left are serpents. 
and we must have that as well. We we must be as wise as serpents to counterattack all this. So thank you very much, Sylvia, Heather. It was definitely a pleasure to have you guys in my show. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And remember, this is the Nacho Show brought to you by Fit and Ravens Media and the Path Forward Utah and Solidify Web. Let's get the website today. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,